Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Eilep Kudei. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Kudei in the second day of the second Adar in the year Tavshin Chavhei, 57 years ago. So the Rebbe begins the Chassidic discourse and he says, Eilep Kudei, based on the verse in this week's Torah portion where it says, this is the counting that they counted of, in terms of the, the gifts to the, to the Mishkan. And that's the beginning of the, uh, of the, of the Chassidic discourse, which finishes off the book of Shmois of Lukutei Torah. So this to clarify as follows. The Alter Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe, has Many, many chassidic discourse on the Torah portion. The book of Bereshus and Shmois is in the first book of Torah, er, and the book of the Kutei Torah has Vayikra Bamidbar and Varim. But nevertheless, even though Parshat Bekudei is technically in Shmois, it should have been in Torah, er, but this chassidic discourse is actually in the Kutei Torah in the beginning. So, the Rebbe says, generally speaking, there's a difference between one book and the next, between, for example, Shmois and Vayikra. And just like we find in the Torah itself, that between every single one of the books of the five books of Moses, there's a, there's a intermission of four lines, not more, not less, like the Rambam writes clearly, and it's brought down many places, that again, there's a clear distinction between each one of the, of the five books of Moses. And that's actually one of the proofs, that, and that's how we know there's a difference between one book and the next book. Because you see literally in a physical uh, way, and a revealed way, and matter of fact, it's, it has to be done that way, otherwise it could be a whole question about the Sefer Torah, where there's actually a gap of four lines between each of the books. So in other words, so we're dealing with Parshat Bikudi, which belongs to the previous book, and Vayikra already is the next one. So the Rebbe says, one second. What are we saying? There's a, there's a distinction between each one of the books. But the fact that Rebbe says, and he says it's not a contradiction to what the previous Rebbe says, in reference to the book of Torah, er, the first book of the Alter Rebbe, the Torah, he says it's all really one book. What do you mean it's one book? It's all, in the, it's all in the Torah portion. It's all from the Alter Rebbe. So the previous Rebbe says it's one book. Here we're saying what? Is it, is it, that it's not one book. He said it's not a contradiction. You have both components. On one hand, Parshas Bikudei is Parshas Parshmois, and now we have a break before we go into Vayikra. On the other hand, it's all one book. Why? Because that was the same thing we find in the Torah. Because the fact is, it's brought down and it says that the first letter of the Torah, what's the first letter? The first word is Bereshis, so the first letter is a base. And the last letter in the Torah is Le'enei Kol Yisrael, so it's a Lamed. So you take the first letter of Bereshis, you have a base. And you take the last letter, so it's a lamid. So together, it makes the it makes it takes it makes the word backwards of lave heart. And as it's brought down, it's actually one. The whole term is one big word. What does that mean? Because they, what's the lave? The lave is like is the heart, which is, becomes one word, which is one which is made which is made up of the two letters. So on one hand, you have the Torah with so many letters and so many words and so many verses and so many um, different uh, sections, etc. But nevertheless, it's really all united by the lamin and the vase. It makes it one. It makes it one big heart. And like the other brings from the. Uh, from the Tzemach Tzedek, in his classical uh, Tzedek teaching on the parasha called Torah Chaim and Parshas Noich and Parshas Lech Lecha, that specifically he says, from the division 
of all the levels of Ishtalshlus, when the way the flow of energy goes down from one world to the next, so there's different levels, that's Silas, Briyat, Sira, Sia, and each world is different, there's different levels, that civically, from the division, that's how you have the unity up until the, until the highest level of Akudim, Nekudim, and Brudim, and even higher than that. So that's what the, what the Tzamech Tzedek is uh, uh, saying is as follows. I mean, the saying is as follows. That, uh, sorry, the Mikhlerb is saying is as follows. That specifically from the division, that's how you have the unity. So no, specifically from the fact that it's a different book and that's how you have that it's really all one Torah. So the same thing also Rebbe says that also applies to the book of Torah Er, which I'm based on Shmois, and the Kutta Torah, which is on Vikar and Midvarim. So even though it's technically two different books, but it's really one book. Why? It gets unified. Because it's two, it gets unified to be one. And specifically in each one of the, of, of the books, there's many, many, there's many separations be- between Bereshit and Shmois, the five books, and each, each Torah portion is a separation. And in each Torah portion, you have different, uh, stops that you pause by and different commentaries. And uh, even in the commentaries itself, there's different paragraphs and different explanations, etc. And even like, for example, in the, in the, in the one we're talking about right now, in Parashat you see there's different chapters to it. And there's, uh, there's different, um, uh, paragraphs. And in each paragraph, there's different sentences, sentences, and there's different uh, ideas, etc. But so, even though there's so many different differences, but it does not—it's not a conflict to say that it's really all one thing. Why is that? Because based on what the <clears throat> the Mitzvah says, that when you meditate on the differences of the different levels of Ishtalshlus, what are you going to come to the realization that's really all part of one point? Up until the point of literally pshitas ha'achtas, the oneness, the simplicity of the, of the, of the unity of Hashem, until the ultimate achtas ha'pshuta, because we know in the level of achtas ha'pshuta, it's really all one. There's no differences. It's all Hashem. Everything in this world, everything that you see, it's really all Hashem. There's nothing that's not Hashem. So there is bringing out, and he's saying it as follows, that even though there's different Torah portions and there's different verses and there's different commentaries, which is true. But nevertheless, ultimately it's all one. So based on this, Rebbe says that when you have the end of the Kuti Torah, it's connected to the beginning. In other words, as we know clearly that um, when, uh, when, when, when on, on Simcha's Torah, when we finish reading the five books of Moses, What's, what's the custom? When, when there's a special, um, uh, uh, when you call up the person to last Aliyah, the special way you call him up is called Bershus of Simchas Taras. What do we say? So we say over there, Maskifim Haschalal Hashlama. What does Maskifim mean? So wherever explains, there's two translations. Maskifim comes from like right away, Tekef, right away, right away. What means right away? As soon as you finish, right away you begin again. And also from strength. In other words, right away, we take strength. And as soon as we finish, we start from the beginning again. So, you know, the same thing also. When we finish Shmois right away, we finish Pekudeh. What are we getting ready? We're getting ready for Yikra. So even though right now we're finishing Parshish Pekudeh, and there's an intermission between Pekudeh and Vayikra, but we, but on one hand, there's Shmois is Shmois, and Vayikra is Vayikra. So there's a separation. But in other words, specifically from the separation, we start right away the beginning. We start right away Vayikra. Not only that, do we, do we connect Shmois to Varika? We also connect to the beginning of the book. Just like when we do Simchas Torah, we finish Parshish Bracha, what do we do? Right away, we start reading Bracious, right away, we go to the beginning. So, 
so based on this, Rebbe explains, now we'll understand something very interesting. Because in the book of the Kutte Torah, so we have Parshas Bikudei, which is technically seemingly out of place, but the Rebbe is explaining that it's not out of place. He wants to show you that you really, even though it's Parshas Bikudei belongs to the previous book of Shmois, but it's put into the Ashra Yikra to show you that even though it's separate, but nevertheless it's connected by Yikra. And now we'll also understand why it, Besides Parshas Bikudei, what you have in the Kutta Torah, you also have some Chassidic uh, discourses from the Alter Rebbe and Parshas Bashalach, which is the beginning, almost the beginning of Parshas Shmois. Um, and we put it in after Parshas Bikudei. And the Rebbe says, one second, you'll say maybe it's a mistake. They forgot to put it in before and they'll put it in later. He says, no, it's not true, because the fact is, after they originally published the Kutta Torah, it was published again many, many times. And by the auspices of the, of the Chabad Rabbeim. And if they, if they thought it was a mistake, obviously they would, they would have fixed it. Um, and they should have obviously, and by the fact is they didn't fix it. So it's a proof that it belongs there. So not only is Parshat Bikudi belong there, you know, it's because it's separate, but it's showing us it's connected, but also Parshat Bashalach belongs there, about Hashem giving us Shabbos. Um, and it's to teach us that when you finish Parshat Bikudi, together with Parshat Bashalach, um, it's not an addition, God forbid. It's actually, there's a reason to show the connection. So now the Rebbe is going to explain to us the connection between Parshas Pekudei um, uh, and Parshas Vayikra, and also the idea of Parshas Bashalach, um, the, uh, why it's together with Parshas Pekudei in the book of the Kodah Torah. And the Rebbe explains as follows. He says, if you give a look in the Chassidic discourse of Elip Kudei, which is again, technically is part of Shmois, but it's printed in the book of the Kutti Torah of the Alter Rebbe, which is, which is technically by Yikur Rabin Barnvarim. So he says, what is he, what is, what's the teaching of the Alter Rebbe? What is the Alter Rebbe teaching us from Parshat Bikudei? And he finishes off a profound teaching. And he says like this. We know that who was the one that served in the Mishkan? The one that served in the Mishkan was Aaron Akain, Aaron the high priest. What is Aaron? What does he represent spiritually? Aaron represents the idea of Ahava Rabba. There's love, and there's different levels of love. So Aaron represents huge amount of love, overflowing of love, an abundance of love. And because you have Ava Rabba, the, a tremendous owing, overflowing of love that Aaron represents, from there we have the strength of, and I'll say in Hebrew, and I'll translate the Isarusalatata, which means to do our work. We have to do our physical work in the world, our spiritual work in the work. We have to do our part. Where do we get the strength to do our part? We get our strength to do our part from Aaron Akoyan. Aaron represents Avarab, but when you have tremendous love, that's how you have the strength to do it. We all know life is sometimes not easy, sometimes challenging, but when you have an overabundance of love, you can, you can do it all. Because Avarab has the power to create Isarusalatata. So this is what it speaks about at the end of Parshas Pekudei, which is printed actually in the Kutta Torah. So the Rebbe says this is also connected to the beginning of Parshas Shmois, of the Kutta Torah, where the author brings the Chassidic discourse, Ru'u, give a look, Hashem, Hashem is giving you the Shabbos. What's the connection between the tremendous amount of love and that creates Yisrael Sultan that we should, that we'll do our work with, with the idea of Hashem giving us a Shabbos? Shabbos so explains as follows and he says like this. He says it's known that there's, there's generally speaking, there's two different levels of love. I mean, there's many, but for this conversation, there's two levels of love. What are the two levels of love? There's something which is called Avas Oilam, a love from the world. And Avarab, an abundance amount of love. What's the difference between Avas, Oilam, love from the world, and love, which is an abundance amount of love? 
And Rebbe explains like this. During the week, Sunday through Friday, where do we get the love from? We get it from the world. What does that mean? When you meditate on the world, on the physical world, and we know Oilam, which means world, also comes from the same word of Helam, concealment, and you meditate upon this world that technically you look at a physical world, but you meditate on the world and you realize how great Hashem is. So you start loving Hashem. But where is the love coming from? It's coming from the world. And the world where Hashem is concealed. So therefore, because the love is coming from the world and Hashem is concealed, so the love is a love that's that's limited. Because Hashem is not fully revealed in this world. Hashem is concealed. So yeah, you meditate about the greatness of Hashem, the way He created the world, maintains the world. and But since the source is from world of concealment, so the love is going to be limited. And what's, what's, the, uh, what's our, our job, so to speak, during the week, our spiritual job? We have to transform the 39 uh, works of the base Migdash, for example, planting and sowing, all the physical works that we have to do during the week. So what do we do during the week? All our physical things that we have to do, we transform them for godliness. Now, the fact is, where do we have the source of what's considered work from the Mishkan. But the fact is, Rebbe said, we don't have, it's so different, it's a, high, it's a high level spiritual thing. So why can't it be infinite? Because since it's coming from the Mishkan, because even though it's coming to Mishkan, the fact is we don't have the Mishkan today. We don't have it. But on the other hand, when you meditate on the differences of the world, so what happens? And even though it's different, you realize it's all coming from Hashem. Yeah, you get a, a relationship with Hashem. You get love for Hashem. But it's going to be an Abbas Oilam, a love which is finite It's because it's coming from the world. So again, so the first level of love is a love that comes from the world. And because the love comes from the world, it's a finite level of love. What happens on Shabbos? Shabbos is already above the world. So then because Shabbos is not, you're not connected to the world. Shabbos, you don't do anything. Shabbos is a spiritual day. A day of rest. A day of connection to Hashem. So because it's, a, because it's a day that you're not connected to the physical world, so the love is called the Avarabah. What does it mean, Avarabah? A huge amount, an abundance love, no limits. Shabbos love for Hashem is infinite. There's nothing holding you back. There's nothing you're tied to. You're not getting it from the physical world. Because the fact is on Shabbos, you know, it's forbidden to do any work. So it's above Oilam, it's above concealment of the world. So therefore, because it's above the world, you don't have the you don't have the limitations of the concealment. So since you don't have the limitations of the world, so therefore the love could be infinite. Now, even though on Shabbos, so so what happens before we go further? So again, to recap, there's two different levels of love. There's the love from the world, which is during the week, and there's the infinite love on Shabbat. So Shabbat, Shabbat comes. We all know everyone's relaxed. We're in a state of love, infinite love, and life is amazing. But nevertheless. So what happens on Shabbos? So on Shabbos, we're, whoa, Avarabba, we have this tremendous love. But nevertheless, what do we say? Even when you're standing on Shabbat and you have this intense, infinite love, that's not the goal. The goal is that from Shabbos, because we don't Shabbos a whole week, Shabbos is only one day of the week. But the goal is of Shabbos, one of the goals of Shabbos is we should take from that intense and that infinite of love that we have on Shabbat and we should bring it into Yisrusla Tata that we should be able to allow us to work the whole week on fire. Because what happens after Shabbos, we know it says, we're afraid. Shabbos is so beautiful, we're so relaxing, we, we connect it to the infinite, now we have to go deal, deal back with finer things. So what do we say after Shabbat? Don't be afraid, Yaakov. So the question is, one second. 
Shabbos we're experiencing the infinite love. So after Shabbos, we have to go back into the world. We say, no, the reason of Shabbos, the intense is so we should focus and bring the energy to the, to the week. So the question is, why can't you just be in the moment on Shabbos? Why do you have to think about taking the energy for the week? The main thing is right now, right now on Shabbat, I'm experiencing infinite love. And now I'm on a very, very high level. So why on Shabbos am I thinking about taking the energy for during the week? Why do I have to think about the week? If I'm in, in this infinite space, you tell me, whoa, you know what the old goal of Shabbos is? That you should take the energy for during the week. Let me enjoy the moment. Why do I have to think about packing a bag for during the week? And not only that, during the week, we know you have to prepare for Shabbos. But on Shabbos, you have to, have to think about during the week. Everyone knows, during the week, yeah, the whole week, you're preparing for Shabbos. Why? Because we're looking forward to that day we're going to connect to the infinite. The day we're connecting to the infinite, you're telling me I should now start thinking about packing up for during the week. Why? Let me just enjoy the moment. In other words, before Shabbos, you plan for, you plan for Shabbos. But when you, but what happens when you're on the level of Shabbos, and especially where the Rebbe says the highest level of, of, of the connection of the infinite love is when, in Hebrew, it's called Riven the Riven. Rotzlein of all the Rotzleinists, the highest level. When is that? That is Shabbat afternoon, like after Mincha time, which is the Rebbe said the Chesed Discourse, like in two hours from when they were saying this Chesed Discourse. So why would I, on this powerful moment, Shabbos afternoon, Riven the Riven, the most highest level, I'm connecting the infinite love of Hashem, why do we have to think about during the week? Let me just stay here. Stay here forever, right? Everyone loves to have Shabbos forever. But nevertheless, what do we say? This is not the ultimate. The go- the ultimate is that you have to bring that powerful Avarabah down that has to help you during the week. That during the week, when you're living in the physical world, you're dealing with mundane things, that tremendous love you bring into the world. And the Rebbe says, so, so that's what the, that's, that's what the, the author says in the Kutayim reference Parashat B'Kodeh. And that's why... We say in the Chassidic discourse, the second Chassidic discourse that we mentioned, that Dalton brings look at the Torah, Ru'u, give a look, ki Hashem, Hashem is Yud Kei the infinite part of Hashem, Nasan Lachem is Hashabbos, is giving you the Shabbos. Why? Because what do you mean Hashem is giving you the Shabbos? Ru'u, was, what's the avoid? The avoid we should see. What should we see? Ki Avaya, Yud Kei the infinite is giving you Shabbos. What gets revealed on Shabbos is the infinite part of Hashem. Practically speaking, that's Avarabba. The, the infinite love is going to be revealed in Shabbos. In other words, that literally, the infinite love gets revealed in Shabbos, that literally from the, from all the physical things in the world, we're sitting on Shabbos and we have tremendous love. You sit and eat and you drink and you're celebrating. You have, but, but what, what you're, on one hand, you're in the world. You have, you're, you're not out in the mountain on Shabbat. You're having Siddha Shabbos. You're having a feast on Shabbos, Lachayim, whatever you do on Shabbat, your physical enjoyment. But it's the infinite part. In other words, not only on Shabbos, <clears throat> You take the things from, that you prepare from during the week, the physical things. And as we know, we have to be behold rechechad eyu. In everything you do, you have to know Hashem. So uh, throughout Shabbat, whether you're walking, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're drinking, you know Hashem. And you're doing it in the same mitzvah. You're doing it for the mitzvah of Shabbos. But it's deeper than that. Because on Shabbos, everything you do, not only are you doing it for the mitzvah, Shabbos is a mitzvah. So therefore, whatever you're doing on Shabbos becomes a mitzvah. The whole physical component of Shabbos gets transformed of a mitzvah. And that's why we say, ooh, you should see. What should you see? Literally, you see it. 
And just like when it came to the manna, came when it came when Hashem gave the manna in the desert, so we knew it was Shabbos, had we known, because every single day there came down one portion for the day. Sunday was one and Monday was two. What meant Friday? Ah, there was double. Why was it double? And the answer is because we saw that Hashem giving us a special gift for Shabbos. So the same thing also, that when we eat good meat and good fish and good wine, etc., old age wine, you have the tremendous love, the tremendous love from, the, in, from and in the physical things. So now just to recap, what's Rebbe saying here? That the goal is on Shabbos to have the tremendous love. But the love should be brought down into the physical world. The physical world for the upcoming week, but also in the physical part of Shabbos. And that's why it says, ooh, we should see on Shabbos, in all the physical components of Shabbos, we're eating, we're drinking, we're sleeping, whatever we're doing, we should see the Avarabha into the physical part. It's not a disconnect. No, it's from the, from the, from the powerful love, we should see it in the physical, and in the physical, we should feel the, the tremendous love. Shabbos says, wow, you're gonna say it is amazing. But on the other hand, the person say, I'm not on that level. I'm not on that level. So what do we tell the person? Guess what? Give a look. Hashem is giving it to you. You say, I'm not on that level. Hashem is giving it to you. So if Hashem is giving it to you, it's coming from Yudke Vavke. So it, you're going to say, I'm not on that level. You don't have to be on that level. Like, for example, there we give a simple example. When someone from a, from a very, very spiritual high level comes down and gives you a huge gift, you, can, you have to say, I'm not ready. I am ready to receive the gift. It's, it's a gift. Hashem is giving it to you. You know, since it's a gift on high, so what do you, what do you, it's not about being ready and not being ready. Hashem gives you a gift of Shabbos. <clears throat> it's a gift. And who's going to tell Hashem what to give, what not to give? If Hashem gives you, Ruki Hashem, Hashem is giving it to you. So what are you going to say? You're not ready? You got it. It's a gift of Hashem. You don't have to do anything. It's not asking you to transform yourself. You're just receiving a gift. And that's why it says, Ru'u, give a look, Hashem, Hashem is giving it to you. So everybody asks, what do you mean? Hashem has given me the gift of Shabbos? We all know it says in the Talmud that Shabbos is Mekatsha Vakaima. What does that mean? That when Hashem created the world, He created Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, etc., and He created Shabbos. What do you mean He created Shabbos? Shabbos, He created as a day of rest. So during the week, we have things we have to do. Just like Hashem worked every day. We work every day, six days a week. Shabbos, you don't have to do anything. But how am I going to make it holy? And the answer is, It's holy from Hashem created to be that way. So since Hashem created to be holy, so what do I have to do? What do I have to look? I have to do anything. It's holy as it is. Shabbat explains that it's brought down in many places in Kabbalah. There's three levels of Shabbos. Very, very important component. There's three levels of Shabbos. There's one component in Shabbos we know. It says... If somebody prepares for Shabbos, they're going to eat on Shabbat. It means during the week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, a whole week, you prepare for Shabbos. You buy things, you make things, you clean up. So you prepare, you'll have what to eat on Shabbos. So how do you have a beautiful Shabbos based in the, in the first approach? By basing your effort. As much as effort you put in during the week, that's the kind of Shabbos you have. And, and, and that's what the verse says, with Shamru B'nai Yisrael's Shabbos, that we should observe the Shabbos, we should work hard to make Shabbos beautiful, and then last is our Shabbos. You want to have Shabbos? Work hard a whole week. So the first component of Shabbos is that we put in effort a whole week, and we have a beautiful Shabbos. That's one component of Shabbos. There's another component of Shabbos is, Shabbos is holy. You don't have to do anything. It's holy. It's, a, it's, it's holy by its own. Shem created the world in six days. He rested on seventh. Seventh, Shabbos is a magical day. 
That's the second component. Again, so the first is we put the effort and we get the reward for Shabbos when we enjoy Shabbos. But it comes based on our effort. The second one is our Shabbos is holy. But then the Rebbe says it's a whole different level. What's the whole different level? Like it says in the Zoyar, that Hashem says, Matona toiva. I have a good gift in my house of treasures. And you know what the name of the gift is? Shabbos. So it's a whole different level. Hashem is saying, is I have a gift in my treasures. The name of the gift is Shabbos. And Hashem is giving us the gift, like it says over here, Ru'u ki Hashem nasalachem. Hashem is giving us a gift. And it's not just a regular gift. The gift is coming from Yudke Vavke. So it's a gift that's coming from a very, very high place in Hashem. So what would he ask before? We asked the question, Shabbos, Shabbos is holy. So we know Shabbos is holy. What is adding in Ru'uki Hashem Nasim Lachem Shabbos? Shabbos explains like this. Because this that we say Shabbos is Mekachavakaim, why is Shabbos holy? Because Hashem created the world in six days and he rested in the seventh. Where does it say that? In the beginning of Genesis. What does it say in the beginning of Genesis? The day that Hashem, Yudke Vavke, Elohim, um, made heaven and earth. And it's brought down that it, if you count up how many times it says the shame, the shame Elohim with creation of the world, 32 times. 32 times Hashem created the world, says 32 times, but what? The shame Elohim. Which is more of a finite name versus Yudke Vavke. So the component of Shabbos that's it's, it's holy. Yes, it is holy. But what is it coming from? Which name? The name Elohim. Not as powerful as Yudke Vavke. However, what are we saying over here? Ru'uki Hashem, Yudke Vavke is giving you Shabbos. And that's what, the, that's, what we're, that's what we need to work on. That we need to work on Ru'u to see that Yudke, it's coming from Yudke Vavke. That Hashem is giving us an, an opportunity and ability. Ability. That even when we're arriving the Riven, we even when the highest part of Shabbos, give a look, Hashem is giving you this huge gift. But the goal is to bring it into the world. And like the, like the, the Rebbe Hashem explains in a, his classic Hasidic discourse in Tafri Shamach Vav, that on Riven the Riven, literally Shabbos afternoon, between Mincha, between Mincha, Meir, the last couple hours of Shabbat, that's when you get the gift, which is from Hashem's treasure. And now you get the gift of saying, Hashem's treasure, the Rebbe Hashem explains, it's literally a taste, a literally a taste of what's going to be like Mashiach comes. Because we know that between Mincha um, Meiriv, uh, what do you do then? That's when you don't do anything. Friday night you have a meal. Shabbos morning you have a meal. Some eat Shabbos Shudas. Chabad doesn't. That's probably one of the reasons. But between Mincha Meiriv, what do you do? You sit and study. We have a share over here in Shulchan Aruch. You sing some songs. Um, but what, but there's no eating and drinking between Mincha Meirev. Why? Because you're literally experiencing what it's going to be like when Mashiach comes. And then there's not going to be any eating, eating and drinking. <clears throat> but even in that moment of what? Of Riven the Riven, Shabbos afternoon, when you're experiencing Ru'u Ki Hashem, look, Hashem, Yudke Vavke is giving you this gift, which is, which is, some kind of taste of what's going to be like when Mashiach comes. We have to remember the goal is to take that powerful energy and bring it into within ourselves that we'll be able to create a Srusalotat for our whole week and in Shabbos as well. And then what happens on my try Shabbos? After Shabbos, what do we say? I'll tear out the Yaakov. Don't be afraid. Why? Why don't be afraid? Because you're taking that tremendous love that you received on Shabbos and you're connecting it to it during the week. It's not that Shabbos was amazing. Oh my gosh. 
Yes, oh my gosh, if you don't bring the love of Shabbos during the week, to the week, then it's oh my gosh. But then we say, Altir, don't be afraid, because take that Avarab that you received on Shabbos and bring it with you and you'll have it with you a whole week. Now, the Rebbe says that we explained, uh, the Rebbe says he explained that the previous Shabbos of this discourse, between the connection between Torah Ur, which we, as we mentioned before, that's the first two Chumashim, uh, Breshit and Shmoy, so the teachings of the Alter Rebbe on, on the parsha, and the Kut Torah, which starts, um, and also, as we learned before, it has Pekudeh and, and Bashalach, that the last Hasidic discourse in Torah Ur speaks about two different levels of Ratzin, two different levels of will. So if someone asked the Rebbe a question, but uh, the fact is, after that Hasidic discourse, in Torah Ur, about two levels of Ratzin, Parashat Vayakel, there's another Hasidic discourse afterwards. And Rebbe said, the truth is, that, um, <clears throat> that in, in the, like the author writes in the beginning uh, uh, in the, in the, uh, of, of, the, of the book of Torah Ur, that, um, that the, the, the second Hasidic discourse is actually not from Parsha Biakel. It says clearly it's, a Parsha, it's for for the holiday of Pesach, and they put it after Biakel, and like they all included also as well some Hasidic discourse about uh, Megillah Esther, what we read on Purim. But the fact is, Rebbe says, you can say that nevertheless, even the things that are explained in that Hasidic discourse in reference to Pesach is also has to do with Parsha Bikudei. Why? Because it speaks over there about it. He brings the verse in the prophet that says, in reference to um, when Mashiach's going to have, a t- uh, or when going out of Egypt, that we developed and we, we uh, when Hashem took us out of Egypt. So it's referring to, obviously, preparing for, for the holiday of Pesach. And also the end of Torah Ur, where it speaks about the idea of Megillah Sester. What does it speak about there? So it says, Shadover. The Esther didn't ask anything. What does it mean he didn't ask anything? What do you mean? You have to ask for stuff. And the answer is, when don't you ask? When you have true, uh, a bit when you have acceptance. So the Shem is a level of like, shadavar, total acceptance, whatever Hashem wants and Hashem does. Which, which that's connected to that level of bit acceptance with the acceptance that we do when we pray Shrona Esrei. Because when you pray Shrona Esrei, it's totally bitter, we're totally accepting, we're totally humble to Hashem. Which is also the same idea which speaks out in Parashat Kudai on the Chassidic discourse of B'zeh Hanayarba when the, when, the, when the lad comes with this idea of bitter. So you see that it's also connected to the idea of what? They have a bitter and acceptance. So, so when you finish Parashat Kudai, what happens afterwards? We go into reading Parashat Vayikra. What is it saying in Parashat Vayikra? It says Vayikra al-Mayish, Hashem called Mayish Rabbeinu. Now we know Vayikra is an expression of love. It's all about love. Vayikra, you call someone. It's not about Vayidaber, talking and, and speaking strongly. Vayikra, it's calling, he calls him an expression of love. And like the Rebbe brings that, um, from the, from the Tzamech Tzedek, <coughs> that, so he says that in Vayikra, the Aleph, the letter Aleph, in Vayikra is a small letter Aleph. And, um, so the Tzamech Tzedek asked the Alter Rebbe, how come it's a small Aleph? And if you look in the prophets, in Divri Yomim, so when it speaks about Adam, so the Aleph is actually a big, a, 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 a big, a, a big, a, it's a big Aleph. So in Vayikra, it's a small Aleph. By Moshe it's a small Aleph. In reference to Adam, it's a bigger Aleph. And the Alter answered that Samach Tzedek, his grandchild, and he said that, um, because Moshe Rabbeinu, he was totally humble. He didn't have any feeling of ego or arrogance, etc. So he didn't have any, 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 any self-indictment. And that's why, because he felt the idea of bittel. He was totally humbled, which, which, uh, because, because he was humble, that's why right, the small aleph. So again, so Alter explained him, by Yikra is bittel, that's why right, the small aleph, it's humility. Versus Adam was arrogant, that's why it's a big aleph. So what's the idea of bittel? Bittel comes when a person has tainug atzmi. 
And as when a person has essential pleasure, they feel good about themselves, not because of something else, food, drink, or anything else, or someone said something, or arrogance, that's, that will not create bittal. Bittal comes when a person has internal satisfaction, a great self-esteem, but a self-esteem not from anything external, literally tiny gospel, an internal satisfaction, that creates the ultimate bittal. So the Rebbe says, when your person has the experience of tremendous avarabha, tremendous love for Hashem, and you bring it down into the world, and then you go to the level of Ayikra where you have tro- ultimate bittal, that's the greatest key and recipe to have a, um, a great life and a good life and, and experiencing the greatest love, but also internalizing in the world. So you see from here how Avarab is amazing. You have the greatest love. But the point is, it's all about fueling our own efforts. And our own efforts come when we have bitl, we have acceptance, we can be connected to the most powerful things. Obviously, we learned the beautiful ideas about Shabbos, different levels of Shabbos, the part that we put in the effort, which we all do, and the part that the Shabbos is, uh, you know, is holy on its own, which is Elokim. But ultimately, we have to realize, we have to see that Hashem gives us the greatest gift of Shabbos, and Hashem gives us literally a gift and we can experience the greatest love, the greatest energy. But remember, take that energy, bring it into your life, and you'll have a great life full with tremendous blessings. Thanks so much for joining us for our class, and let's hope that next class will be in your Shalayim, Yerach with Mashiach Tzadkenu. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.